Welcome to Parenting of Vanessa Cologne. Today's topic, we have a special guest speaker who is over at the Jewish Community Center as the director, Carla Chianchi, and we're going to be talking about what has been happening in Ukraine and how to talk to children, because this has come up in my school, it's coming up with her children, so... Welcome, Carla. How are you? Again, <laughs> round like five. I don't know. Round five. I love it. Thanks for always being here to collaborate with. I, um, I'm really glad to be here because I have had question upon question about how to talk to children about Ukraine and what is going on right now. And parents need help, right? They need some resources. They need some help. And just having you as a think partner and, you know, reading articles together, talking together on how to really have this be a... Uh, uh, an area that we can broach the subject with children in a developmentally appropriate way has been important. So thanks for having me. That's great. So, you know, a couple things, you know, I came to school, what was it last month? No, it was Monday. Cause we had, a, we had a ski week cause that's what we do in the Bay area. Everyone takes a week off. And you know, one of the kids came in with a flag and I just, a flag and you know, signs, you know, free Ukraine, stop the war. And I just wasn't expecting it. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I know that it's all over the place and I, and I get it. And I just, I was like, wait, I was thrown back a minute thinking, okay, wait, I do have to have this discussion with the kids. And like, and it took me a moment to think about it. Cause I need, I know it needs to be developmentally appropriate. I need, I need to think about that. I don't know what the parents are telling the kids. So there's this whole level of like, you know, addressing the child's feelings, but also making sure that they are feeling safe. And so how are you handling it at your school? I think that's like the crux of this, right? Is like how to tell children that they are safe, that Ukraine is very far away, um, to validate their feelings. But also we're carrying around a lot as adults, right? We are visibly upset. We are um, sharing sometimes, you know, with our partners, spouses, uh, colleagues, friends, right? We're having these conversations, maybe not in front of them, but they're aware and attuned of all of this going on. We're right in Laurel Village at, at my JCC, the Helen Diller, and what happens is they're taking field trips, right? And they're walking around and they're seeing the newspapers and they're seeing pictures of, you know, devastation, destruction, um, of strollers lined up in the train stations and they're asking questions. Right. right. And in San Francisco, too, we do have a huge Russian, you know, Ukraine community. There is definitely a lot of children that are, you know, we don't we don't know who his family is, you know, over there and, and what they're going through. So I think that's something to talk about, too. Like, we don't know what's going on with them. And we also don't know what messages we're sending. And so I think this is a great podcast to talk about, like, well, how do we broach the subject? You know, I was I, I mean, I was just kind of like, oh, here's some signs and a flag. And they go, let's talk about the war. And I was going Oh, I was not expecting this. And this is by a six-year-old. And so he's trying to figure out and process this all. And then I have another kid who's in middle school going, I don't want to talk about it. I am not ready to talk about it. And that's his own emotional regulation. Like, I'm not ready for this to be part of my my, my story, my head, whatever is going on. And you know what? I want to address that. Like, these are things I'm going to respect. And I'll ask him, well, do you want to talk about it now? No, Vanessa, I don't want to do it. And I said, and but the other child wants to. So it's that balancing act of like, okay, well, I'm going to help and listen. I'm going to answer these questions the best that I can and also be empathetic to the child that doesn't, it's too much for them. And that's not a bad thing because that child is hurting inside too in a different way. And I think you're right. You know, asking questions about what do they know, right? Because not everyone has the same knowledge about this. Some, some families have been really forthcoming with information. And I always say, state the facts, right? You have to state the facts keep it very minimal with the words. Don't give too much verbiage into this. 
and ask questions. What do they know? What are they worried about? A lot of times you're, you're going to hear a child say, you know, I'm scared or that, that looks scary. Right. And, and just again, asking the questions of them of, you know, what is scary to you? I think it's also important to provide some visual cues, especially for, you know, I have the youngers, you have kind of mix of younger and olders. So, you know, meeting them where they're at and, and also um, in a, from a developmental standpoint, but also showing them some visuals, like bringing out a, a globe, you know, kind of pointing to it on a map. It's very far away. Ukraine is very far away. However, we absolutely need to be and should be concerned about happenings. And, and this is a perfect time to teach empathy and compassion and something, you know, in the Jewish world that we, we call sedek, sadaka, right? Giving back to others. And so what a great opportunity to teach all of these things that we hope to instill in our children. And a hundred percent. And I think that's, you know, where understanding that, you know, talking about facts, like you also want to make sure that what's development appropriate. And I've heard other parents, like a lot of times will tell they, you know, kids have high verbal skills, some of them, but you know, developmentally they're not there. So it's really hard for them to understand, you know, different scenarios and other things. And then that what happens is a lot of times the kids will become anxious and everything else because the scenario that you told them, you know, whether it was too much information or not, that's, this is the balancing act, right? We don't know what's right on there, what's right to say and what's, what you shouldn't say, but understanding that like a child will get anxious and to make sure that we have the facts being said and what, and making sure that they're safe and understanding like you're taking care of yourself too. And I think modeling that behavior when things get stressed, like, well, how are you as a parent taking care of yourself when all this is information is coming, coming at you, right? It's almost like you turn on your phone and you have like a hundred people walking into your room because you have a hundred messages and you're trying to like process all of that plus and you have to make breakfast it's oh a lot gosh. 100% <laughs> you know and this is the thing as adults and I am so guilty of this right you know not having enough self-care or when someone asks me like how are you doing you know just parroting back this like or you know just I'm fine and the reality is we're not fine and we don't we, we shouldn't be fine about this, right? It's a call to action. And so making sure that, that you know, we say to children, you know, I'm, I'm upset, I'm sad, and you might see me sad, and, you know, and I'm sorry. And sometimes, you know, having these emotions, it's important to talk to people about it. So let's talk, right? What do you know? What do you have questions about? Um, you know, Vanessa and I have been sharing this article back and forth, and, you know, I just want to give credit where credit is rightfully due fabulous article from Plinkett. Um, you know, the work of Plinkett, a contributor, Karen, Karen Soriano Bialy, um, amazing, amazing um, resource here, talks about the ABCs, right? When we think about general ABCs, when we talk with children, addressing the feelings, the big picture, letter B, you know, the, um, the care, the coping mechanisms, the circling back is the C. And so we're just going to talk about this briefly today. And again, obviously take what you will from it um, and what works for your family. But, you know, let's start, Vanessa, with just talking about addressing feelings. Well, first off, let's talk about where you can actually get the article, because I think if I was to listen to it, I'd be like, what? My Plinkit, so it'd be M-Y-P-L-I-N-K-I-T dot com. So if you go to that website, you'll be able to follow, you know, follow along with this article as we're talking about it. But it's really addressing the addressing feelings, right? You want to validate the child's feelings, validate your own feelings of what's going on and how hard this is. Also being able to say, you know, maybe you can't answer all the questions. You don't have everything. We don't always have the answers for the child and that's okay to say. And I think that also shows that, you know what, we are not superheroes. Well, we are superheroes in our own way, but we are not. Certainly educators are in the last two years. (laughs) But 
you know, how we handle situations that come up in that, you know, it's okay to not know. And it's okay to teach like, well, I don't know how this makes me nervous, but like, how do you sit when you're feeling nervous? And to be able to, to be on the child's level. And I think this is a time where, you know, if you're having this conversation, I call cuddle time or quality time, like really be able to like have that moment with your child and be able to hold them in their lap and have that conversation to be able to validate their feelings and understand that, you know, this is a scare for both. But at the same time, they are safe. Again, like as Carla said, that where how far everything is from Ukraine and where and the distance on there and everything else. But like, you know, there is that piece that they are safe emotionally and physically. One piece I want to call out that you just brought up, you know, this cuddle time, this quality time. More often than not, families um, ask, you know, how was your day the minute a child gets in the car? They are not going to give you an honest answer. They are done for the day. They're exhausted. They have been putting in some very hard work, right? Delegating, negotiating, um, navigating their play. Don't ask children hard questions the minute they get in the vehicle, right? And Or right after school. You really have to carve out the time to do this at bedtime, at bath time, when the child is relaxed, you know, not necessarily over the dinner table. So having that opportunity to have, you know, that cuddle time is really, is really key um, in making, I think, the most impact in the questions that you're asking. And it also just brings that, that safety net, you know, I'm, I am a parent and I'm keeping, if you're looking at attachment issues and other things, like I'm the parent, I'm going to keep you safe and that's how I'm going to keep you safe. So thanks Vanessa. So Vanessa really was talking about that addressing feelings. Um, you know, I want to talk a bit about big picture. And so big picture is really like finding out what they know often, you know, what worries us as adults is not what worries children. And so finding out what are they concerned about? Where are their questions? Um, what do they need more information about? What specifically feels scary, right? As, as, again, just speaking as where we are in Laurel Village and the proximity to, to walking through the neighborhood, they're watching these images, you know, either in your, in your homes, right? In our own homes on the TV, they're hearing about it in the media. They're seeing it at the news. Um, I always say newsstand. That makes me sound so like New York because we don't have news newsstands here anymore. <laughs> um, but you know, they're seeing it at the, at the newspaper receptacles, right? And they're seeing these horrific images and they are at eye level, right? So even though you are walking through, doing your grocery shopping, picking up your coffee, you might not even see that, but they are looking at that front page article that shows bombing and devastation and you know, hospitals um, being bombed and, and destruction and strollers and train stations, and they're curious about this. So really finding out, you know, tell me more. You know, when they open the door for you, and this is always about, you know, these open-ended questions, um, Ask more uh, and, and leave the door open for them to tell you what they're scared, what they're scared about, what they're concerned about, and what, what you need to help fill in the blanks with the factual information. That's the key thing. You know, that is the key thing is that um, being able to, to give the facts. And I think people don't realize that a lot of times children, when they get in their imagination and they're starting to go into a different realm of things, their anxiety picks in. It's almost worse. It's, it's like when parents are fighting and they don't know what they're fighting about and everyone's trying to hide it, but they all know. You but feel yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. feel it. And then all of a sudden your brain goes into somewhere else and then it's a lot worse than what it is. So like, how do you make a child feel secure? 
And those are the things to think about because you want to make sure that you're giving the right information. It's also developmentally appropriate. You know, there's times that, you know, some kids may not understand what you're saying, but again, if they have strong verbal skills, they might seem like they know a lot more when they when they don't cognitively. They might have heard a conversation and they can repeat it. Oh, these parrots are amazing. Let me tell you. That's the piece too. And you know, we, we as educators, we take our cues from the children and we're carefully observing and, and listening to conversations that are happening that are not facilitated by us. Um, what I mean by that is that we're watching them in their dramatic play corners, right? We're watching them as they play with their dolls, as they play with their puppets, as they act things out with their peers. That is going to give us perfect intel to what is happening. What are they curious about? They make sense through, you know, play. And so being able to watch this and, and bear witness is going to be um, kind of like a little snippet into what they're understanding. Yeah, no, I totally, you know, and, that, and then we go into like the C of this approach, you know, care, cope, and circle back. You know, you want to be able to be able to cope with whatever's going on, which is being able to model the self-care that a parent is going to do. Right, but be able to take a take a break and like, yeah, I know this is hard and it's hard for everybody. Acknowledging that, I think again, that goes back to addressing the feelings, but acknowledging it. But how are you acknowledging it, and how are you coping with this huge, you know, huge emotion? I guess big, big emotion. I would say <laughs> feelings, and you know, again, speaking to the empathy and the compassion piece, which I feel like should be up here with the C's too. We care, we cope, we we have compassion. Um, and then eventually we circle back and we circle back often, right? As often as needed. The care piece is key um, in, in creating, you know, change agents, you know, um, and change makers in our world. You know, having children that have agency and can be advocates for others, right? Especially others that maybe aren't able to be advocates for themselves. Um, because I work in a Jewish institution and because we are... Um, we are very close to the holiday of Purim. Um, we are connecting it to that. And, you know, Vanessa, I know you also um, grew up in a Jewish household, you know, as mm -hmm. we're talking about Purim, you know, connecting it to the story of Queen Esther, right? Standing up for those who are not brave enough to stand up for themselves. And when we think about this, when we think about who we are as leaders in community, and I very much view you as a, a leader and partner in community, which is why, why we do this so often together, <laughs> you know, when we think about, you know, what is our responsibility, Right. What is what is our role? Well, our role is to create, you know, compassionate, empathetic individuals in society. And when we're talking about care, you know, this is a perfect opportunity to speak to your children about what if, what if you, you know, were displaced. You know, you you are not. You are here, safe. But imagine what that might feel like. You know, we always do um, a sadaka a sadaka project with um, the homeless prenatal project and. Lava May and the children, um, which is another uh, program that helps um, persons experiencing homelessness. Another another thing that we do is really provide things for for others that don't have, whether that's toothpaste or diapers or um, loveys or night nights. Well, you know, as we're thinking about this and we're thinking about um, other other JCCs, we're actually affiliated with two. You know, one in Krakow and one in Warsaw. You know, what we're doing is we're going to start talking to the children about, you know, these JCCs that are taking in children from Ukraine and, you know, thinking about what, what would they like? Books. Do they want 
pictures? Can our children make cards for them? You know, creating that empathy, it's not too young to, to start there. And, it, and it's also community, too. 100, I, remember, yeah. I remember as a kid when we have these pen pals, and you would find a different place in a different world around the world, and you would have, write these letters. And I think understanding that the, that the child the, the child can do something is huge, that they can give back in a way that is what makes sense for them. And, you know, it's just like writing, you know, a Santa letter in a way. <laughs> Even though we're talking about Judaism, but I just had to put that out there. No, for sure. And it's, you know, I, I think um, helping children to understand that there's some, there's an action, right? That there's a, a next step, an action that we can take to help better the life of others, right? is really key. You know, this, the coping we, we really talked about, the, the care we talked about, and this really weaves into like what action can we take? But this circling back, you know, even if it's really like quick and it's, it's not lengthy, but just, you know, what happens I think for us as adults is we are constantly processing, right? Even in our yes. sleep, even in our sleep, in our dreams, when we're um, having that REM sleep, but here we're constantly processing information. Children, we might have this conversation with them and they might not be ready. And maybe six, seven, 10 days from now, all of a sudden something happens again and you realize that they're, they're back to that conversation. Mm-hmm. Take that cue, you know, be listening, um, be careful observers of what's going on and then circle back with them as needed, right? And say, yeah, you know, we, we did talk about that last week. Sounds like that's still on your mind. You know what? It's still on my mind too. I've been thinking a lot about that. Think, you know, think this is so helpful on so many levels and I really appreciate everything that you're doing. Is there a way that they can give back or is there a website? Do you know any information? Because we can also put this on the podcast at the end. Absolutely. And so one piece that we're doing as a community um, is really thinking about um, the Jewish Community Federation, right, and how they're giving back to the Emergency Ukraine Relief Fund. Um, that's my strong recommendation. And also, you know, as our community of preschoolers, what we're doing is really thinking about our our partners, our sister JCC in Krakow, and, and really providing donations there for other children that are coming in from Ukraine and for these teachers. And I just thank you so much, Vanessa, for giving us this opportunity to help families. We'll I love, I we'll love link having you here. We'll link the article and we'll, we'll make sure that there's a website for everyone to give donations. And I really appreciate everything. Thank you again. Can't wait for the next one. Again, this is Parenting with Vanessa Cologne. Thank you very much.